the idea stemmed from some a long time ago Luis Glick why well, I can't say a long time ago like 1996 maybe that's not that long ago um two years after I was born Luis Glick wrote a book um called The Wild Iris and it was a book of poems um in the voices of various flowers um and atmospheric conditions and she did some really amazing personification and voices of the flowers as they like were talking about just like life and how they were born and how they like grew and the sun and all these things. And like halfway through the book, um, it becomes more about contemplations on like existence and life and being than it is about the flowers. And it, it is one of my favorite things I've ever read. And uh, yeah, I mean, it inspired like a hundred and something pop poems about flowers that I can't do anything with because uh, that's just copying. But um, this idea stemmed from um, what happens when the flowers aren't in uh, good ground, if that, if you will, or if the flowers aren't given the same opportunities as like a daisy or a rose or things of that nature. What happens if the flowers don't have names and what happens if, um, you know, they grow, I think you've heard of the rose and the concrete um, metaphor, you know, but what happens if there is no concrete or anything to latch onto while growing? Um, and this was kind of like the idea um, and it sort of like, perfectly attached to this um, notion that there were there was ever a time where we were locking people up under the age of 18 uh, for the rest of their life with no opportunity to get out um, and no opportunity to even show that they've changed um, and, and not not looking at their 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 patterns of growth as like a, a means for them to you know show that they're that they're changed people or that they're that they're able to to be different um and kind of like stamping someone at the age of 15 as a you know forever criminal is is one of the biggest things we've done wrong in our country um and you know a lot of these people don't have names uh that are widespread and known a lot of them are still in prison a lot of them you know we we have some stories of people who got out but we have so many other stories of people who did it um and that's kind of where the flowers of, you know, fallen petals of, of nameless flowers. It, it is about the, the, the men that I had the pleasure of interviewing, but it's much more about um, the people who I probably won't ever get to talk to. Um, the people who were 16 years old and probably 30, 40 years old and still have, you know, no opportunity to get out of prison. So that's what um, that's what this is about, hoping to continue the conversation. Um, to, so that we can know more of those names and that their stories can be told. Yeah. Jeff, uh, thanks for taking a moment to, to speak today about your new piece, Fallen Petals of Nameless Flowers. Uh, I was saying to Robert earlier that when I see works that are, you know, vocal works, pop songs or standards or concert pieces that have text, you know, I naturally always wonder which came first, the music or the words, and how did they come together? Oh, it's definitely the words first. Um, Robert, my colleague here, he did, um, you know, incredible research um, and uh, spent a lot of time directly speaking with uh, inmates and and learning the case law and everything. And um, I couldn't even start the music, actually, until I got, <laughs> you know, the, the literature from him. Uh, but I knew that he needed that time to uh, gather all the information and come up with his own original material. Um, I had some ideas, but it was truly the, the, the 
the words um, that inspired the music. Imani, Wind Quintet will be performing your music. What do you think it is about this group that will that will elevate this composition? Well, the first thing is I'm a former member. So they get they get me they get my music, um, and we've always been uh, pretty much uh, on the same uh, platform when it comes to social justice, when it comes to um, music that that has a, a humanitarian sort of uh, component to it, and so um, they will bring something to it that uh, it will just come kind of automatic, you know, it's natural after 25 years of being together. Um, that you can't, it's, in it's not tangible. You can, you know, it's just there, you know. Yeah, Jeff, you're the one-time French horn player with the Imani Quintet, composer, arranger, educator. Michiganders are very familiar with your compositions and your music making. What do you hope that listeners will take away from this premiere that we'll hear on April 9th? Uh, the biggest thing is conversation. I think that, um, uh, you know, you have to shine a light on certain things because there's so many things to consider in, in, in the walk of life, you know, um, and, and it's, it's very easy for something like this to not be in the social conscience unless some entity, some group of people shine a light on it. And so if we could just start a meaningful conversation about it, it who knows, you know, <laughs> who knows? Robert, how do you hope that your piece will speak to listeners that hear this music for the first time? I think it was a shared concern of Jeff and mine that we didn't just want this to be a piece where people came, listened to it, got sad, and then left. Um, we're hoping to create some sort of conversation after the event is over, um, possibly even more performances in other states or at other uh, you know, areas to kind of continue going to those states where, you know, Michigan is one that uh, we abolished the the 2012, or we, we abolished, you know, the Juvenile Lifers Act, but other states, they're still there, you know, and we're, we're hoping to go to those states and, um, you know, invite legislators to the events and where they can hear beautiful music, but also um, kind of hear the stories of people that are affected by these, you know, kind of wicked laws and, and hopefully create some change. Jeff Scott, composer and poet Robert Laidler. Their newest work is Fallen Petals of Nameless Flowers. It'll be performed for the first time April 9th at the Seligman Performing Arts Center, part of Chamber Music Detroit. Jeff, Robert, thanks so much. Thank you for having me. For having us, yeah, thank you. For WRCJ, this is Peter Worf. Thank you.